You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butthurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome back to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles. We have a special guest for this episode, we use nicknames, of course, and uh, all we're going to say is that she is in North Carolina, so we're going to introduce our guest, and I even did a little intro for her, because this is her nickname. Carol fucking Baskin. That's right, her nickname is Carol Baskin, so how are you doing? I'm doing good. So you didn't know I did that, did you? Surprise, surprise, <laughs> no, surprised you. I did that. Yeah, that, that made my day. <laughs> she is, uh, she works for a police department in North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. And there she, we, I just got to let her do it. She's too polite. She calls me sir, <laughs> makes me feel old. <laughs> but she's just a, a nice country ready. girl. But, uh, she works for PD now. She also advised me she was a, uh, probation parole officer for a long time before also so we, I was. we probably get stories from both uh i'm gonna ask you a couple questions it's like a little icebreaker question and for everybody listening no i did not even tell her i was gonna do this so this is a total shock and i i don't even know what the answers are gonna be but don't worry <laughs> don't worry <laughs> they're not hard it's not like a pass or fail test first of all what is your favorite movie? The Godfather. Godfather. Which one? All of them or just the first one? Um, I like all of them, but I think if I had to pick, it'd be the first one. Cool, cool. That's the first person that's come out with that movie. Uh, Do what? I think you're the first person to say that was their favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long movie, too. It's like two and a half, three hours long or something. Yeah. It's a long one. Uh. What is your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I really like sushi. And I'm not supposed to say that because it's not country to like sushi. But I just I love it. Do you like the cooked sushi or the raw sushi? Like raw sushi. See, I, like, I enjoy like that I too. I enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't go hard on it. You know, I... I eat like the salmon and the tuna and the uh, yellowtail. That's about as hard as I'll go. Well, if you ever get brave, and I'm not saying this is delicious because I didn't enjoy it. I ate octopus one time. No. <laughs> it had little suction things on it, and it was it's like I feel like I was chewing it forever. Yeah, no. I, they brought octopus one time to the table, and I, I can't do it. Well, I ne- cannot do it. Next time, if you go, I don't know if you ever had it. One of my favorite things at 
sushi place I like to go to around where I live. It's a little hole in the wall place, but you're usually the best place to eat. It's called yeah. Beef Tataki. Order you yeah, some I'll, uh, beef tataki. It's not. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, uh, I'll try that octopus one good time though. I mean, you only live once. But if you like steak, try the beef tataki, and it's basically like if it's like where I'm at, it's like super thin sliced uh, steak, and it's like just barely cooked, and they put this sauce on it, and it's so good. It, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. All right. Which, I don't know if you're a drinker or not, but you got to drink something. If it's water. Uh-huh. Well, what's your favorite drink? Seventeen ninety two. Seventeen ninety two. What's that? A whiskey? Bourbon. Bourbon. Got a little yep. female that likes her bourbon. Yep. Put a little ginger ale in it. That's my jam. Okay, if you ever get a chance. Everybody hears me talk about it, I'm gonna talk about it again. If you ever get a chance. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's gotta gotta have it over there in North Carolina. Get the salty watermelon. Old Smoky, uh, Old Smoky's the only one that makes the watermelon favorite. The salty watermelon whiskey. Yeah, I'll give it a try. And I mix mine. I use a full-size, like, Yeti-type cup. I fill it up with ice, two shots of whiskey, one shot of sour mix, three shots of the uh, watermelon-flavored cranberry juice, and I finish it off with the, the watermelon crush soda pop. It tastes exactly like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give that a try. It's delicious, I'm telling you. That's, I'm drinking some right now. I, it, it, I buy two fifths at a time. <laughs> <laughs> now the tots going to going to Tennessee. It's coming up week for vacation, so he was going to Old Smoky, and hopefully he'll come back with some root beer whiskey for me because I want to try it. Yeah. But whiskey is delicious. Okay. Okay. She, she's quiet, y'all. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> gonna be okay uh tell us about your uh, a little bit naked story for freebird you you told me about one a little earlier we didn't get into it that much um i went to execute a search warrant and uh this wasn't that long ago and all the drugs were located under this woman's titties like you couldn't you wouldn't have known they were in there and I just happened to lift one up. I said, you got anything on you? She told me there was uh, some pills under her breast. And sure enough, there was a bag. And, you know, I checked the other one just to be sure. And there was an even bigger bag. You hope so you, it kind you of blew gloves. me away. You wore gloves, right? Picking the titties up? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I figured y'all hit her with a, a distribution charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually assisting another agency. That's like the best part of being a female officer is, you know, you get to assist a lot of agencies because there's not many of us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we used to call this female over here. And, but yeah, but I'm sure, I mean, you have to pick up some, probably some big, like, pancake boobs there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have known they were in there. I was, I was kind of impressed. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. This thing, once you sold, it's like, look, I'm going to charge you extra because this one's got tit sweat on it. <laughs> and, you know, and she was honest about it all. So, I, you know. I mean, they would, well, if she wouldn't have done it, she'd probably caught another charge. Them. If the jail yeah. personnel would have, as long as they're doing their job correctly, they would have found it. 
Yeah. But you know, you know, it's crazy though. Like, and, and it blows my mind how many like DOAs we get and they're naked. I mean, I would say probably nine out of 10 DOAs I've had, they've been completely naked. Like, I don't know if right before, you know, somebody crosses that line, they get like, get really hot or I don't know what it is, but I don't know if you've had the same experience, but they, no, I've dealt with a whole lot of dead bodies and, and I've never just, I mean, had a whole bunch of them that were just naked. Oh, maybe it's a North Carolina. Thing. It must be a North Carolina thing. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what it is. I mean, I, I've, I've had, but most of the people know they have to have their clothes on. <laughs> nah, I've, it, it it blows my mind. And I even went to college to be a mortician. Used to work in the funeral business. Picked up a whole bunch. Of, I just know they must be a North Carolina <laughs> thing. Didn't y'all? Didn't, isn't it y'all state to come out with that 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 stupid looking squat? Or was, that the, or was that South Carolina? The one that, that they, they squatted the trucks the wrong way in the back. Is that North Carolina or South Carolina? Oh, yeah, that's that's North Carolina. But, you know, they made that illegal now. <laughs> well, they they need to. Yeah, it's, so it's after, stupid. like, December. Yeah, after December, I won't have to look at them anymore unless they want to go to jail. Because I think I might would take somebody to jail for that stupid man. It's I've, like an embarrassment. I've never understood the purpose of it. It just looks stupid. And then you're looking up in the sky. You can't see what's... I don't get it. Of course, I didn't understand that first, you know, well, I don't think it's as much of a thing when everybody was leaned back in their cars driving around. Yeah. I mean, I found out what, where it originally came from out of was California. They did that because that's one of the hardest parts of the cars on that T-post right there. And if they got shot at, it would help protect them. But most people just doing it because it was, I guess they thought they were cool looking. I'm thinking, this son of a bitch going to run into somebody. They can't see over the hood. Yeah. I guess the B-pillar will protect your head. I don't know. Well, it will from a, we, we, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to go out and shoot a car. Uh-uh. Uh, well, one of our training one time, we, they had um, they had a junkyard bring out a whole bunch of cars. And we uh, they actually put gas and the gas tanks and everything and we shot the shit out of these cars with everything pistols ars i mean shotguns just everything you could think of we shot cars and uh just to see you know i mean just it just went to prove that he uh you know like nine millimeters and 40s they'll go clean through both car doors but you could yeah. you could shoot like a, a two 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 three round at that at that post right there by the door and it wouldn't even penetrate some of that it's, it's so thick, yeah. Yeah, we actually got the, uh, like, some of it, they had uh, a target they put in front of the car, and you had to sit in the car, draw your weapon, and shoot the target through the windshield. That that was fun. That's crazy. <laughs> but you can also shoot the gas tank a whole lot, and it won't blow up, so the movies are fake. <laughs> yeah, that's good in there. The gas just runs out. Well, I mean, think about it. Lead don't cause a spark. The only way that could possibly happen is it's, when the bullet's passing through, it makes metal scrape against other metal and spark. So, all you people watching yeah. their movies, it's not fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, though, the heat from the from the lead no, it would didn't. ignite it. We shot the hell out of it. I mean, they had gas dripping out of it like, like a colander. And yeah. it wouldn't. We tried to make it blow up. And, and I was told, I was told a, a full gas tank is safer than an empty gas tank. Yeah, well, there's not as much fumes in it. What I understand. Yeah. So, what other stuff you got going on? Are you? Oh, I, I forgot to ask you this. Are, 
You work a lot of traffic? I do. I do. Are you a 10-mile-an-hour over or a 15-mile-an-hour over person? 15. Man, I must it's got to be worth it for me to go to court. I must be the biggest dick ever. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if yeah. you hit 11 over on me, I'm, I'm right in your ass. Nah, I try to stay out of court. Like, I, there's, I'd rather chew glass than go to court. It is, without a doubt, the worst part of the job. Really? Courts, I don't find testifying that bad. Nice. I, well, I spent so much time in the court as a PO that I just... Yeah, yeah, y'all do go to court a lot. Let's yeah. see, in the last four years, and I write, I write a lot of tickets. I, I write several, probably several hundred tickets a month by myself. And well, you see, that's only, how you get your, like, you, like, you don't have a quota, but that's how you, like, justify, you know, being I, a traffic cop. But I, just me, know, but I like writing tickets. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, but, at all. You know how many times I've been to court, though, in four years, with, in writing tickets like that? I don't even know. One. Even on a DWI? I ain't, I mean, been work, I don't work, I haven't caught any DWIs in, a lot of times, if I, well, I have, but we got a couple of road guys that just love working DWIs, and I'm like, hey, you want to test I, a DWI? I, I hate a DWI. I can't stand it. I mean, I'll work it if I have to, but it's not my cup of tea. No, I'm, I can't stand it. It's so, for people who don't know, I don't know how it is in North Carolina, there's so much paperwork involved in it. It is, and it's a misdemeanor. It's it's so much, and it's a misdemeanor. I mean. Or are they going to get some high-powered or high-duty DWI lawyer. We have lawyers. That's mm-hmm. all they do is work DWI cases. Oh yeah, they'll they'll continue it a year or two, try to suppress all your evidence, and all that work you put in was for nothing. Except, I mean, it did inconvenience them, and they huh. will have that. You know, I always show up that arrest. So. Oh yeah, I, well, I have people all the time like I'll come to court. I'm like, all right, fine, because like I think I've said on here in past episodes, come to court. Bring your lawyer. I was like, because you know what? Even if the slim chance that you do beat me in court, I still win because you're going to have to take a minimum of two days off of work to come to court because the first time that it's just arraignment. And then if you do hire yourself, hire yourself an attorney, he's probably going to charge you a minimum of at least $500. So you're going to want two days of work, pay an attorney $500 to maybe, maybe beat a $160, $180 ticket. Yeah. So, and then most of the time, the attorneys, what they do is they go talk to the DAs and they say, they, they the attorney comes back and says, look, they'll, they'll drop it down to a non-moving violation so it won't go on your insurance and you just pay the fine. So you think you got something out of it, but if you'd have done it yourself, they'd have probably helped you out anyway. So, so yeah. I, I win regardless. Like, what's that song? Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So yeah. what kind of PO stories do you have? Oh, I mean, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Let me tell you, the drug screen is probably the craziest part of being a PO. I mean, of course, there's the warrantless searches and things that you find doing that. But, I mean, the, the links people will go to to defraud a drug screen just baffle me. I had uh, I had this trick on my sleeve. So, we used to get a lot of females, you know, they would put you know, items in their orifice, like someone else's urine, or they would put like, you know, fake urine 
or whatever to try to throw off the drug screen. And it was usually like a condom or it'd be like a cup with the urine. They put like full at the back, at the uh, end of it. And that way, you know, they would just take their finger and, and pop it while, you know, they're trying to put the urine in a cup. <clears throat> so it's kind of hard to, to know that they're doing that because obviously I'm not going to go up there and check, but I used to have this trick on my sleeve where I would, um, and, and here in North Carolina, it's, an, it's a criminal offense to attempt to defraud a drug screen. So <clears throat> they, uh, I had a girl come in one time. Oh, I forgot to tell you what I, what I would do. So here's my trick. I would get them to go ahead and, and put the urine in a cup. You know, I'm standing there watching them the whole time. And I would take like some kind of drug screen that we didn't really use a lot, like a one panel BS drug screen. And I would stick it in the cup and I'd be like, oh, dang, this uh, this test didn't work. I need you to dump that urine out. We're going to have to do it again. <laughs> and without even thinking, they dumped the urine out. I mean, it worked every time like a charm. <laughs> and I would give them a cup of water and I'd say, all right, well, I'm going to give you about 30 minutes. And a lot of times they'd be like, oh, well, I'll, I, I can go again. I can go again because, you know, if it was like a condom or something, there'd be a slow leak. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I'm going to give you 30 minutes. I want to make this fair. <laughs> so they'd sit there, they'd, they'd sip on the water, they'd sip on it, about 30 minutes, we'd go in there, and uh, of course, the the actual urine would be dirty for whatever they had been using. So yeah, I had this one girl, leaked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had this one girl one time, uh, her PO came to me, he said, look, I think she's like trying to defraud, you know, work your magic. I said, all right. So I go in there and, and I, you know, I say, hey, you know, give me this urine sample. We get through. I said, oh, man, it didn't work. So did my little 30-minute wait, went back in there. And, of course, the urine, like, I could tell you so much about the different colors of urine. It would blow your mind. And uh, I said, man, your urine looks different. She's like, oh, I don't know why. And of course, it was dirty for, uh, like, heroin or something of opiates. And uh, the the funny thing was, is I had actually tested the first batch, and it was dirty for cocaine. So whoever <laughs> whoever's fake pee she was using was dirty too. <laughs> yeah. So I took her back to her PO. I said, "Man, I was like, it's crazy." I said, "She's dirty for opiates, but her urine looked completely different than the first one." I said, "And that one was dirty for cocaine." <laughs> and he said, uh, "Well, how did that happen?" And she looks at him square in the eyes. She said, "Cause I got a cup up my coochie." <laughs> I like to die laughing. <laughs> That's bad when, had, when you get somebody to pee in a cup for you and you stick it in your coochie and yeah. they're dirty. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, yeah, if you think about it first, I mean, and the thing is, like, urine, I've had them freeze urine and it don't keep, like, it would get cloudy. Like, you know, whenever they're doing it. Well, um, I don't know about, whenever we get random drug tests, they send us to this medical place. Yeah. They check they check the temperature on it when we come out with it and stuff to make sure. I guess we ain't tried to. They don't watch us pee, but yeah. they when we come out they they check check the temperature on it and everything else to make sure. I guess we yeah. didn't you know put some fake pee or something in it. Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've stood there and watched a many many female pee. Then I we have guys that would like take. Um, we have one guy like take a condom. Of urine and he actually taped it to his wiener <laughs> and it i don't know what <laughs> happened but the freaking condom busted 
all over the floor and all over everybody's shoes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and whenever they went to take the stuff off, uh, it like pulled on his wiener. <laughs> and you'd have thought my man was in there dying. He was screaming so hard. <laughs> <laughs> he must need some of that good duct tape. <laughs> I mean, they just do the stupidest stuff. Just, but, over. just hold your breath. I'm going to just pull it off really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had him come in there. I, I took one guy to jail one time, and I, I guess I'd interrupted him and his girlfriend in the hotel room. And the jail staff was like, do you have any more jewelry on? And he was like, uh, uh I got a cock ring on. And then I'm like, what? He's like, I still got my cock ring on. <laughs> so they had to take him in there, strip search him, and get him to get the, the cock ring off of <laughs> I mean, it just, it just blows my mind. Oh, it's, it's amazing where, you know, even men, they will, the stuff people yeah. shove inside of their body, <laughs> trying to hide it. Oh, yeah, suitcase and stuff. and They had a girl. This was, I didn't work it, but uh, this was when I worked DOC. The female prison was next door, and we'd hear the cases. I had some girl that they had brought in. I don't remember where she was coming from or anything. It was 100 years ago. But she kept refusing to sit down. She kept refusing to sit down. So finally, I got something's wrong. I mean, she don't want to sit down. So finally, they go in and get her strip search. She had a whole fifth of vodka <laughs> shoved in her coochie and barely, just the, the cap, the cap was sticking out of her. That was all they could see. That was disgusting. The whole, I was thinking. Damn, I mean, she could fit like a whole whole midget up in there or something, you know. <laughs> like she had the yeah. whole the whole fifth in there. I was like, they that found disgusting. I mean, uh, like I said, when I worked there, they found a, a small twenty two revolver crammed up in somebody's ass. They had up in there. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. So. I've seen. Well, I had a girl on probation one time for uh, for bringing her brother's cell phone in prison. And I said, so how did you, like, get it in there? And she said, oh, you know, my coochie. And I said, so your brother used the cell phone to his face that you brought in in your coochie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you had your sister's coochie juice all up in your face. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> the links people will go through. <laughs> to do some stupid shit would just blow my mind sometimes. So, what, what was your uh, recidiv- recidivism rate when you had that? How many people you know? Because everybody's like, "Oh, people can be reformed." You know how you know how the, the bleeding heart liberals are out there because they wouldn't let everybody out of jail because you know jails are bad. Do what? I said, you know how like the bleeding hearts out there just want to close the jails down and let everybody out of jail because jails are bad. You know, I know you got people out on probation and pro. How many? How how many would would end up going back? If you'd have to violate. Oh, a majority, a majority. And see, I think that's the problem, though. Like people, the majority of public does not understand like who actually is on probation, parole, like the sentencing. You know, I was listening to one of your podcasts, and and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I hope this guy gets life in prison. And you're like, oh, he'll probably get you know two years. <laughs> And I mean, that's, that's accurate. Like, I've had people murder people and serve a year. And I mean, murder that person in that person's own yard. 
and serve a year and then get out on parole. You know, child molesters, rapists, you know, especially if they don't have any kind of record to speak of. The general public has no clue. The general public has no clue. I don't know if if y'all have it in. In our in newspapers and stuff, if y'all still have newspapers, or you can look it up. Uh, yeah. Go look up uh, out here. They'll they'll actually publish it. How many people went to court? How many people went to trial? What they if they pled guilty or they got found guilty? What their sentence was and everything else. The other day I was reading it, and I think like out of twenty people, only one person. Now these were all felony charges. These were all felon people. Out of twenty people. One person ended up going to prison for like three years. Every single other person got credit for time served and probation. Yep. Absolutely. So you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at drug offenses. You're looking at domestic violence. You're looking at all kinds of stuff like that because people don't realize the, ma- the majority of people end up on probation. Now, are they going to stay out? Most likely not. No. Nah. They have some people, I mean... Don't get me wrong. They have some people that do change their life around and become productive citizens. But unfortunately, majority of them end up back in prison for either the same crime or a worse crime. Exactly. Oh. I mean, I, I had a guy on probation. He was like 21 year, 21 year old black male. And I mean, he was young, but he, you know, he had a good family. He, um, and he had done some stupid stuff. But he got murdered in his own front yard. Um, and the guy that actually, it was the guy that murdered him and a group of his friends. So they all went, got a shotgun, went back to this guy's house, his kid's house, shot him in his front yard and left, his, left him for his mom to find the next morning. So the guy that actually pulled the trigger got pled from first degree murder to involuntary manslaughter. He got three to five years. He'd already served a year. Yeah, and and then, of course, you get a year of parole. That wasn't involuntary. I mean, it. it yeah. It should have at least been second degree. Exactly. Like Everybody else involved, they got pled from like I want to say aiding and abetting to uh, failure to notif- notify death of uh, unnatural causes. So they all got probation. Slapped on the wrist. Yep. Slapped on the wrist. Well, I'm. I'm just waiting. I mean, they just changed all marijuana laws here. Well, basically, which I didn't. Fuck with people with weed too bad. I mean, you weren't going to smoke it in front of me. If I caught you with it, you weren't going to keep it. I was going to get rid of it. But unless you had poundage, I wasn't going to fuck with you. But now they basically, <laughs> you just, even though we were doing it before, basically writing them a ticket. But I was at that a funeral today, and I guess uh, some people had some bad nerves because it was a very, very large funeral. And uh, as soon as they come out, yeah. that's all I smell. It's like, I said, somebody must have got some bad nerves. They tried to go down. <laughs> That, I don't I don't mess with weed unless it's got some weight to it. I don't mess with it. No. Like I'm like, hey, you know, let's plant it back in the earth. Especially if they've been nice to me and they've been honest about everything. Because I'm very nice to people. I'm very cordial. And I'm very polite. So if you come at me wrong, it kind of strikes me the wrong way. Because, you know. I was very polite I, yesterday. I'm, I'm I'm super polite. I had a yeah. person from Texas I pulled over for doing 77 and a 60. And uh, I got their stuff. I come back. Advising them, you know, you know, by signing this, it's not an admission of guilt. All states either going to pay the citation fine or show up in court. My same thing I say every time. I said, just sign the little white area with your finger right there. And mm-hmm. and I said, they have different options on the bottom of your copy. I'm going to give you 
Well, this girl looks at me and she starts. I'm like, Mike, what are you doing? Because I don't know about y'all. I have a, a gizmo, which is a it's basically like a an iPhone that you write tickets on, and I print it out on a little printer. Mm. She starts. I'm like, what are you doing? She's scrolling through. I'm like, what are you scrolling through my screen for? What are you doing? Well, I'm looking for the. I said the options are on the bottom of the citation. I'm gonna give you. <laughs> so I said, give me that back. I give it back to her. She gives it back to me, and I go back to my sign screen. I said, then you sign right there. And she's sitting there. She said, well, I'm not gonna sign this. I said, okay. I said, that's fine. I said, I said here in Louisiana, you go with and with me right here. You got one or two options. I said, you either sign the citation. Or I'm going to have you exit your vehicle. I'm going to place you under arrest. You can bond out of jail. And if somebody in here has a driver's license, I'm going to allow them to drive your vehicle. Nobody in here has a valid driver's license. I'm going to tow your vehicle. I said, because like I told you before, by signing this, you're not saying you're guilty. I'll say you're either going to show up for court or pay it. If you pay it, you admit guilt, or you come fight me in court. But you got door number one and door number two. Which one's it going to be, lady? She signed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave her the my thing is it's like I'll tell everybody be careful when you're pulling out and just be careful when you're pulling out back in the traffic when you piss mm-hmm. me off I give you you have a nice day because I know you're not going to have a nice day because I just fucked your day all up because I just got in your pocketbook <laughs> and I gave her the have a nice day one it's like it's a there are people that just give you rashes of shit when you pull them over it's like it's a fucking ticket if you, I'm not arresting you for murder yeah most of the time, like, there's some things that I have to write you a ticket for just because, like, not having insurance. There's a good chance I'm going to write you for that because, like, if you reckon to somebody, like, you just fuck them over. You know, not having a license, like, I'm probably going to write you a ticket for that because, I mean, it's, y- y'all don't it's pretty for, obvious. Y'all don't tow for no insurance? Uh, yeah, typically I will. It just depends on the person though. You know, the only I mean, time I won't tow is if they're extremely old or if they have small children in the vehicle. Yeah. Other than that, you walking. I'm yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I've seen the other side of things, you know, when people are legit trying to work and then they get in that cycle of, of not being able to, but I'll tell them, I'll say, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't have insurance on this car. If you can't do anything other getting your, your, your car and your license right, you need to have insurance on this car. But when you're sitting there with a, a brand new cell phone yeah, and all this other stuff, you, you could get some, cause that's the son of a bitch that's going to run into me. <laughs> Don't have yeah, you're insurance. Right. So you're right. That my yeah, my big my biggest pet peeve, traffic related, is when people yeah. don't have their kids in car seats. Yep, yeah, yeah. I will write you for that. I absolutely will write you for that all day long. That is because my I've seen biggest what pet peeve. I've seen what happens when that baby's not strapped in like they should be. I don't care if the grown ups have them on. I'll let the grown ups yeah, slide yeah. all day long. If you want to eat the steering wheel, you're a grown person. That that should be your right. That child don't have a choice. That that's what. And I had one. I, I rode them several, but you know, it was a dad driving, mom passenger, very broken English. They had five kids in the, crammed in his back seat. Now one of them strapped in, were they? No, I finally got some. I mean, but I mean, what I'm going to do? I can't. I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere is where I'm writing this ticket. They're from a whole nother state. Well, 
country actually, but that's not the the state they had. They were from Texas. I was like, mm. I was like, you know, I just I, I'm like go. I'm just hopefully I don't hear about no crash with these kids getting killed because I ain't it's gonna eat me on my conscience. But at some point, I mean, there's nothing else I could do. I can't call somebody from their friends. They come yeah. from Mexico or or Texas. I mean, I don't have that kind of hours and hours and half a day to wait. Yeah. Hey, but that's my biggest pet peeve. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm the, pretty strong on that. If it's like a safety thing for other people, like obviously careless and reckless, or you know, you're just being extremely, extremely unsafe. Yeah, I'm gonna write you. Probably gonna take you to jail. But I mean, I I don't do a whole lot of the petty tickets. Just. Oh, you know when somebody pisses me off because I done popped people. I, I carry a tent meter, which you piss me off, I'm going to pop you. You got in damn near, out where I work, damn near everybody's got a legal tent. You piss me off, I pull a tent meter out on you. Uh, if you yeah. really piss me off and you have a cracked windshield, I've written motherfuckers for having obstruction of driver view for having a cracked windshield. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and don't piss me off too much, I'll pull a tread meter out on you because in the state of Louisiana, you're supposed to have so much tread depth on your car, and basically you have to, for it to be legal, you don't have to buy tires every same six months. So you piss me off mm-hmm. too. I mean, I've I've yeah. went from I've had people I was going to give them one ticket, and they kept running their mouth, and by the time they left, they had three or four. That's crazy. <laughs> like, keep, that is crazy. Keep talking. That's a level of tenacity <laughs> that I have not reached yet. <laughs> like, keep talking. I've, yeah, I have not reached that yet. Oh, you will. So tell us how you I'm got. Your... Go huh? ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say have to tell people kind of how you got your uh, nickname. Oh, uh, my squad! My squad nicknamed me that. It just it was random. Um, so when I came back from vacation, they had uh, they had got me a T-shirt from like Walmart with like a bunch of cats on it. it said "Cool Cats and Kittens." Like, now they just call me Baskins. <laughs> as long as you don't have a bunch of cats at the house. You got the crazy cat lady. Yeah, I just got one. Just one cat? One. Yeah, <laughs> I rescued her. Well, that's fine. <laughs> now, when you start getting in the, the four and five category. I mean, I might. If I keep this job for any, uh, <laughs> for any good time, I might be that crazy cat lady. My mom was a, a big cat person. I, I'm a, I like dogs. Yeah. I just like animals. Like, I got a rescue dog. I got a rescue cat. I had another rescue cat, but she, like, wandered off. I don't know where she is. Yeah. Maybe she'll show back up. Well, well I got to watch it because I, I like animals more than people, and my yeah. wife is the yeah. same way. And if it was up to her, we would have every type of animal you could imagine. I wanted to get a – somebody was selling baby pigs one time, and I wanted to get a baby pig. She's like, oh, so cute. I said, well, nine months we can have them slaughtered. And that's like a shit ton of pork. <laughs> She's like, we don't eat our pets. I'm like, well, fuck. I said, well, I ain't buying them then. I'm you will if it's a pig. I'm going to have. No, no. She, she, would, she would would not let. If I get if I bought that pig, I'd still have that pig. Yeah. And I'd be looking at bacon instead of eating it. I'd be feeding yeah. bacon instead of <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> No, no. But no, I'm a big animal lover, too. And you are, you said we had talked before, y'all, y'all ride single. Do what? You don't You don't ride two people a car. Y'all ride your own unit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we ride solo. Y'all have take-home cars or y'all got to share? No. No, we got to hot seat them. 
It's like my biggest pet peeve, too. Oh, yeah, I don't have y'all's own assigned unit? Nah, it's a... I mean, it's a good place to work, so I try not to complain too much. That is a pet peeve because not everybody takes care of stuff the way you do. But you don't swap out with the same person every time? Yeah, we do. We got we got car partners. Well, um, well hopefully, you gotta, hopefully your partner's not nasty. No, it's not even that. It's just, you know, like I got a brand new car, so I like to keep it real clean. Um, what you, but, you got? Know, yeah, and, and, like, keeping the gas tank full for the next person and, like, having to move all your gear out every single time, you know, you, you get done with the rotation. It's just stuff like that. But, I mean, that's, like, the biggest pet peeve I have where I work. So what kind of unit you got? It's not even worth. Where they got you? Do what? What you driving? What you uh, charger. Oh. Police, Standard. Police package? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got the Hemi in it. I'll get up and go. Yeah, she's I, a bad bitch. She is. I don't know. <laughs> I've been lucky. Both both departments I've ever worked for, I've always had. We've always had our own take home unit. I could imagine how much I'd have to carry less stuff, most likely, because I got more shit than really I need in my unit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like the rifle. Like my rifle does not even really fit in my trunk. I have to like turn it sideways. So. And the rifle, when I put it in there, it covers up, like, my uh, my stop sticks, and it covers up, like, my evidence bags and stuff. And then, you know, I've got my duffel with all my forms and all my, like, safety gear, my trauma kit and stuff in it. I was like, man, if I really get into a situation where I got to get to any of this stuff, it's going to be a mess. Well, I have a motorcycle in my unit, but I don't have a cage. So like in my my back, I can't even, I couldn't even I can't even have passengers right now. On one side of my back seat, I have I have my rain jacket hanging up. I got my leather yeah. jacket. I got my jackets and stuff hanging up on the other side. I got an extra bag. I keep with other stuff in it, and then I got my my hard one on my passenger seat. And <laughs> I just got I got shit everywhere. Yeah, you know I want one, but <laughs> when I work day shift, we gotta like take the town lady to the bank across the street, and like. I got to put her in the front seat. So then I'd have to move all that shit out so I could let her sit in the front. But I don't know. I might what, to do might deposit. Do that. <laughs> yeah, so she can go deposit a couple uh, hundred dollars. Oh, well, across the yeah, I'm not, uh, when I was in uniform where I work now, I mean, every single day, every single day, we, they, they call it the waterworks, but it's like a parish utility place where people pay their water bill and all that kind of stuff like that. Every day we get a call. From dispatch, and say go to the waterworks. And we already knew we You went over there. We we would pick the deposit up and bring it to the bank, and we had to sign this piece of paper when we dropped it off and give it to the bank. See, I'd be all right with that. And so we just did the deposit ourselves, basically. See, I'd be all right with that because the lady that I take is really sweet, but like she talks and she talks and she talks, and like I'm gonna level with you at ten o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and I've been up since four. I ain't much of a talker. And then it, like, pisses her off that I don't feel like talking. I, like, pretend to be looking at stuff on my computer just so I don't have to talk. <laughs> she got out of my car the other day, and I swear I had pissed her off so bad she slammed my car door. You're but so, I was all right. She was out of my car. so mean. <laughs> I can't deal with that in the morning. Especially, like, there was one morning we had, like, a robbery at the same time. I'm working on a missing person report. Like, I mean, we we were balls to the wall. And then, you know, dispatch is like, hey, uh, you know, town hall wants their escort. So by the time I get over there to do this escort, and I mean, we were still balls to the wall. 
she's like, y'all been busy? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm about to punch you in the face. Stop. No, no ma'am, I was on a donut break. <laughs> no, ma'am, I was actually going to get coffee. It's not a donut. It's called a crime stop. It's called a crime stopping power biscuit. Yeah, I, I was like, you've got, no, do not ask me this. Not this morning. I can't. Well, at that funeral I had today, talking about how people like to talk around their mouth, at that funeral, like, we get to the cemetery, and it was like, it was a clusterfuck when we got there. These motherfuckers were parked on both sides of a state highway. Some people, I had to stop until I said, you cannot just stop in the roadway. Go pull on the shoulder at least. Stuff. So traffic yeah. was backed up. Traffic was fucked up. So I get up, and I get up around the car, and I turn my lights on, you know, just trying to slow people down. And this, mm-hmm. this woman in this truck pulls up to me and says, says, what's wrong with the traffic? I'm like, there's a funeral and stuff right there at that cemetery. So, well, it can't be that hard to direct traffic. And I looked at her. Oh, looked, my God. I looked at her, and I was, because I got a mouth on me now. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, the major just said some people a couple weeks back calling planes. So I was rude. I just looked at her, and the thought went through my head. At least I'm getting old enough, because back in the day, I wouldn't have stopped myself. Because the only thing I was yeah. thinking is I rolled up my window on her. Because I didn't say a word. I just looked down and rolled my window. I was thinking, because I almost said, well, you're more than welcome to get out there and direct it yourself since you can do a better job there, Missy. But I didn't. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, oh, this, this bitch. Because everybody thinks they can direct traffic. You wouldn't. Any civilians nah. listening out there, you want to see the stupidity of people? Go stand oh, yeah, in the fucking traffic. roadway and direct traffic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking like. We didn't close this road because we had nothing better to do today. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, you cannot get through this road right now. No. You know, I'm talking gas leaks. I mean, one time we had a damn tanker turn over on the interstate, and it leaked into both um, both directions. Oh, hazmat so, for days. <laughs> yes, and of course the driver, you know, was pretty much decapitated. So you've got a death investigation on top of all the other shit that comes along with a damn gas tanker returning and <laughs> people had the fucking audacity to be like i haven't eaten in six hours you know <laughs> well me either bro <laughs> me either. you know it's mean it's, to say this but uh, i guess you yeah. could say he really lost his head and, and i'm not hate. i'm not hating on the northerners you know when i say this but let me tell you them people from new jersey are some angry motherfuckers because you damn yankees through, <laughs> They were cussing up a storm. I was like, y'all, I can't, like, I didn't shut this road down. Like, I'm just out here trying to do me. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to ruin your day. Well, our work now, although we have a pretty good, pretty big good section of interstate, and it's a pretty deadly part interstate. We have really bad crashes and stuff like that. Well, just a, a week or so ago, it wasn't in our parish, it was in a, adjoining parish but it was an 18 wheeler overturned so we ended up having to shut shut the interstate down because there's a, a very long bridge and once you get on it you can't get off for like 20 some miles so you're stuck mm-hmm. so we shut it down so you can't get there <laughs> i'm sitting there talking to this other guy this other cop and uh this guy from texas pulls up and he's like well i'm trying to get to texas i just looked at him he says the road closed. I'm like, yes, sir. The road's closed. Why is it? Why is it closed? I said, where are you trying to go? Well, I'm trying to get to Houston. I said, you're you're out of luck, sir. 
And his eyes got big. He says, what, what do you mean? I said, uh, they had a zombie outbreak in, uh, in Texas, in Houston. It's no longer there. It's, it's gone. And the guy's just kind of sitting there looking at me like for like 15 seconds before it clicked in his head that I was fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> at first he was like, Oh God. I'm like, I'm like, do you have family there? I mean, I can call Rick Grimes or something like that, but you know, <laughs> Yeah. Do you have the Waze, that Waze app? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, a lot of people what, in this area. That's what fucks people up, though. Yes. Like, <laughs> Next time, do this. If you have it. I, if you ever got a, a road shut down, people come up, well, Waze sent me this way. I'm like, well, Waze is wrong. And that's about the <laughs> third or fourth person that did this shit to me. Because now, since they don't went where I'm at, they're going to have to turn around and drive about 10 or 12 miles to get back to where they were at where they were at to get get around it yeah i actually got on the Waze app and marked myself a cop right there and i put you can put like notes on it to put to everybody i was like yes the road is closed turn around no you can't get through <laughs> I, I was like yes the road is closed turn around go back to such and such road take a left and just keep going that way Thanks, the cop that's tired of answering your question. <laughs> yeah, my lieutenant was so mad and tired of people fucking asking what was going on. That one guy was like, well, what's going on down there? He goes, shark attack. <laughs> God, I, I just looked at him. Like, <laughs> I, I've done, I, no, I, I gave somebody that one time. I'd been out, shark attack? Oh, yeah. Well, I was. I had, we had the interstate shut down. It had been about six hours. It was bad. It was a bad one. And I, I was at an exit where they got were exiting off to tell people which way to go and it's like i finally got relief and i walked to a gas station that was right there to do take a piss and i'm in the store and this lady comes up to me she's like what happened i was like i was like ma'am i said look that a shark jumped out the creek and attacked attacked a truckload of zebras i said <laughs> we got a dead shark in the road fucking zebras running everywhere it's gonna be hours and she went oh my God, I guess what's going to be, I said, yes, ma'am, it's going to be a long time. I just walked off. I said, I said, this bitch probably going to post this shit on Facebook or something. <laughs> but she, she was, I mean, I, I told her that. And it's almost as bad. It's like, I don't know about you. Deal with many truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple. Well, it seems like truck drivers nowadays, they have more and more truck drivers that, that don't speak English. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> interstate shut down guy comes up asking for directions he hands me the paper and i look at it i look at him i look back at it i said is this fucking shit russian well hold on, hold on. like I, I don't fucking read russian i don't even talk russian i said get get your gps get on out of here go that way <laughs> go bring me <laughs> go that way. directions in russian the hell does this yeah. look like the kremlin do i do i look <laughs> fucking russian to you yeah we got alligators around here motherfucker we don't know russian yeah, nah. But, so how? Yeah, you don't get treated uh, any differently by the guys on shift since you're a female, huh? No, not at all. I, I mean, that's how I'd want it anyway. Actually, I actually I got a I've got a pretty pretty potty mouth, so uh, sometimes I make them blush. But. No, that's not what I'm talking about when, uh, you know, you get a hot call or something <laughs> like that. Oh, no, no, no. Nah. No, not like that. Well, I'm married. They know I'm married. They know I'm happy. So. No, not that kind of hot call. 
<laughs> talking about what? like a bad disturbance or something. Oh, like what a, do you mean? You know, like I worked. Uh, I worked before, and they had a female that worked, and uh, I never did it to her. I mean, if she needed backup, or I thought, you know, if it was a bad call, I'd back a dude up. I'd go to it, but. I just saw mm-hmm. some of the guys would kind of almost like, you know, every time she got like, if she got a disturbance call or something, or something that, or not a disturbance, but something that, you know, she really probably didn't need backup on, they'd go running over there, almost like trying yeah. to play protector. I'm like, look, see, she's a trained cop just like you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, they don't treat me any different, which I mean, when I was a PO, I had to work solo a lot, you know. Um, arresting people and going out in people's houses in the middle of nowhere, nobody knowing where I was, you know, so I'm pretty independent, but if it's some bullshit, I definitely will not hesitate to call for a check-in, but it's it's pretty rare that I that I ask for a check-in, so they know if, if I need one, like, I'm going to ask for it, and if I ask for it, I, y'all need to go ahead and come on. Okay, now this one, she's thinking I'm talking about something else. But I said, like, oh. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't even know that was, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, how long if I can't do, go ahead. If I can't do the same job that men can, then I don't even need to be working there. Well, men can do the same job as you can now, according to some people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they can even that's true. breastfeed babies. <laughs> I try to. Yeah. Uh, how long is y'all's academy? Ours is uh, 18 weeks, and then you've got 16-week field training. Field training, to me, is harder than the academy because the academy just does not prepare you for the field training like it should. Well, I'll tell anybody. I think it's probably just everywhere. Police academy. All all academies, and I'm not dissing academies anywhere. My opinion only, as I say. To me, academies—they're good for del- they're good for teaching you, uh, uh, maybe you know, case law, some stuff like that, and not even mm-hmm. policy. Out here, uh, they have like big academies where you might have eight or nine different departments sending their people there, so they can't mm-hmm. teach you policy and procedure because all these people are from different departments. They can uh, get you qualified on your firearms, get you chemical certified, taser certified, uh, yeah. They It's good for all of that and give you the basics. They'll go over different stuff. But an academy, a police academy cannot, tr- to me personally, cannot train you for life on the street as a cop. The only, nah. th- the only thing you can do that is learn from a FTO that knows their oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And then even after you're all that, you still have a year of probation where um, the state didn't really give you a full certification. Um, they can fire you, take your certification for anything or during that year of probation. The state? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, out yeah. here, once you out here in Louisiana, once you graduate your post-academy, you're, you're certified. You have your post-certificates. Now, a lot of, like a lot of departments, you know, you got to go through your FTO and stuff in the department I work for. Even after, you, even if you finish FTO, you're still on probation for like a year or something like that. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know about where y'all are at in Louisiana. Uh, you can get hired on, and actually, you won't and be working on the street with an FTO before you ever go to the academy. You you have a year. The department has a a year after your hire date. 
to send you to academy. So that's a good chance. You're going to work a year. You might work a year before you ever hit academy. Now, the sheriff's department, they can do that. They have a different standard than than police. So it's it's pretty wild. North Carolina's pretty wild on how they do that stuff. Probation, uh, you know, probation parole is fully sworn, and they have their own six-week academy. You know, they don't, you don't go through police academy. You go through DOC basically for your firing range and your um, qualifications and things like that. Oh, so really? every agency has got it different. I'd go see people uh, like probation parole. They, I, I don't know if they go through, I think they go through a state academy because state police has their own academy, which, which is long as shit out here. And it's like, our state police academy, those guys actually have to, you live there during the week, they'll let you go home on the weekends. Yeah, that's pretty much how ours is. Well, I went through academy in 1996 at LSU University, which don't even have an academy there anymore. Yeah. Don't no, tell me you were like eight years old when I went to academy and make me feel any older or nothing like that. Damn, so. I was like, honestly, <laughs> if you went in 1996, I was like seven. Yeah, well, that's when I went through police academy, so. Yeah, I was still playing with Barbies yeah. whenever you went through the police academy. Call me Papa. <laughs> I can I remember I can remember some certain classes I had in the academy like sexual deviancy and stuff like that because it was just so freaking disgusting and some things you can't unsee even in police academy. I don't even know if they still yeah. have that class like that. They had an FBI guy come out and teach it. PT was my PT was my struggle because, like, you know, I was a little bit older whenever I went through the academy. So, like, you know, I had all these twenty-one-year-old guys who were running circles around me. But oh, I hated PT, I, and I was 20, yeah. 24 when I was in the academy. I don't know how long y'all. Yeah. We we had to do a mile and a half run and the sit-ups and push-ups. I, I didn't mind sit-ups and push-ups. It was I, I just don't like running and. Yeah, I I had actually never done a push-up in my life, so I went to the police academy, so I couldn't do one push-up, and then I get halfway through the academy, and they're like, hey, uh, you do realize, like, if you don't pass this PT, like, you're not going to pass the academy, and I was like, well, I better make sure I do everything I can do, so I went and I joined CrossFit, and I, I would leave PT, they would whoop my ass solid in PT, and then I would leave and go straight to CrossFit. And like finish out whatever fuel I had left in my body. No, you <laughs> and I'm dedicated. You, yeah, I tell you what though. Whenever I I had that final PT, um, I I finished it better than some of them guys did. I hated PT in the academy. Now, now, uh, now I think in the academy when you go when you start that you do physical fitness test a test. Yeah. And at the end of it, all you have to do is show an improvement over your first one. When I went. You had a certain, if you didn't make it under this certain time, you were out. Oh, yeah. That's how ours was. Like, yeah, you, and they weren't, they weren't bullshitting. Like, you better do a good push-up, and you better get it done in under six minutes. Like, you had a whole course, and then you had a second part that you had to get done in under three minutes. And they weren't bullshitting. If you didn't get it done, you're out. Like, it is what it is. So, you been in any good car chases or anything? Uh, nah. So our agency, I almost got in one the other day, but it didn't seem, it was bad, um, bad time. And it was like 630 in the evening. And as soon as I go to get these guys, I go to speed up and two little kids almost crossed the street in front of me, like, and had to like stop themselves. 
and I was like, shit, like I can't drive like these clowns. So I stayed behind them as close as I could with my lights and siren on, but they were running like all these stop signs. I mean, they were obviously fleeing from me and, uh, traffic was heavy. Like it was, you know, six thirty in the evening. So everybody's leaving work and I ended up losing sight of them and I canceled it, but the car got found the next morning wrecked and it had been stolen. And I felt like a pussy. I really did. But no, no, honestly, I'm going to tell you right now. I got all props for you because being a cop and I know we don't like to lose and we don't like to let people get away and to call, to call, call, call your own car chase off like that and not have a administrator or supervisor or something have to do it because I've been doing this long enough and I I was, like I said, I was a sergeant at one point, stuff like that. You know, you, you did right. I mean, you had public safety issues there and, was catching the bad guy worth possibly hurting a kid or a family or somebody else? No, not really. So no, no, no. I give you props for calling it yourself instead yeah. of having. Because I've seen cops. I mean, they get that tunnel vision and they're like, "This motherfucker ain't getting away from me for nothing." Yeah, I mean, I felt it and I wanted it, but I was like, "No, I'm not hitting anybody's babies tonight." Like trying to get these two turds. We don't need two cars driving like this. You yeah, know, yeah. No, you showed you showed good restraint. I yeah. mean, the, the car, I mean, you what? they'll eventually get caught. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, one of the guys had an ankle monitor on, so um, ended up being dead during that time. But I'm pretty confident I know who did it. And he got charged with the, the car that the plate, the plate had been stolen from a different car. And he had been in the area from that car that got stolen. We got like a bunch of shit going on in our area. People like all these gangs are stealing people's cars and shit. Um, so anyway, he's he's probably going to be going back to prison for that. Anyway, this means the ankle monitor people shouldn't have realized yeah. that the shit wasn't on. Yeah, the battery was dead. You know, as a PO, I would have been like, "Why the fuck is your battery dead? Let's get that fixed." <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so it's. We just had an issue here in Baton Rouge area, not my department, but this kid, teenager, who was on house arrest with ankle monitor, he had taken a damn thing off. No, no, I think he left it on and turned it off. He did something anyway, but he was arrested again out in the park buying a stolen gun when he was being under house arrest because he was juvenile for attempted murder or something like that already. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that's, I used to have people on an ankle monitor. Yeah, I used to put them on an ankle monitor just to fuck with them. Like, if you had a problem with authority, I made it to where you had to ask me permission to leave the house. I mean, you you set yourself up for it. Like, instead of ta- taking you to jail, I'd put you on the ankle monitor. But I was like, nah, you, you know, you need to be monitored. We need to figure out what you're doing. Or, you know, if I wanted to know where their drugs are coming from, I could monitor them. <laughs> Drugs. So y'all have a lot of like street gangs and stuff. Yeah, we do. Like, is it like Bloods and Crips, or is it just like some like you know North Carolina Reapers or something? Yeah, it's honestly like it's it's that, but it's like little sets of the Bloods and the Crips, and honestly, like they're worse to each other than they are like rival. Really. Yeah, I've seen Crips kill more Crips or hurt more Crips or Bloods shoot more Bloods than in my area anyway. I don't – it's all drugs. I mean, everything goes back to our 
It's a problem we have with drugs. Well, drugs are just everywhere. We had a yeah. bad meth problem in the, my old department where I used to work with me. Yeah, they we had a bad meth problem. Cook, I mean, it was a rural area. So, I mean, they were cooking that shit up. and Just now everything. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's shooting heroin now. And the problem with the gang stuff, too, is, like, they don't really shoot each other. They shoot, like, they can't shoot half of them. So they'll, like, shoot other people innocently. Oh, yeah. They'll just (laughs) maim each other and, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets hit except the person they were shooting at. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. It really is a mess. I mean, it's just, honestly, it's a society problem. Like, people want to blame cops. You want to blame the justice system. But if you want to get down to it, it's a society problem. You know? It's a, nobody wants to... It's a moral yeah, nobody problem. Wants to nobody work. has morals anymore. It, exactly. Exactly. I mean, a life is a life. I mean, it is. If you want to get down to it, every life counts. Every life matters. And Well, it's like when I was growing up, you go have a fist fight. Me and Doc were yeah. talking about that. You have a fist fight. Beat the shit out of yeah. each other and then go have lunch with each other. Not no more. You accidentally nah. bump into somebody and don't say excuse me or something and they want to go get a gun and shoot at you. Oh, yeah. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know, you better be careful because <laughs> they're going to try to shoot you. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've never in my life seen this kind of anger with people. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Society... It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Like I just feel like nobody, this younger generation has no value for life. Nah, nah, not at all. I mean, especially with these little children out of getting killed, and most of the people are I'm, killing each other in their twenties. Yeah, like I grew up on a farm with my grandparents, and I watched my grandpa bust his ass. You know, in the middle of July, it'd be ninety-five degrees outside. And he'd be busting his ass to grow food for us to eat. I mean, full, like, full cotton shirt, like, long sleeves, jeans. He had a straw hat on. I mean, he would be soaked in sweat. And he'd be busting his ass so we had something to eat. And, I mean, people just don't realize that anymore. It's I know. how hard it's, people have worked. I don't know. It, it's, it's, way, it's way different yeah. nowadays. It, it's, it's sad. Surprised you decided to go into this field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But if you like, like most cops, it's it's like, it's like you just, you're drawn to it. You're born to do that. Yeah. I can't call it. Like I can't explain it. I, and I thrive and I, I don't understand it, but I thrive under pressure. I just, you know, and I don't have time to think about it and I just react and, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, but you know, it, I can't tell you why I want to do the job. I can't tell you why, you know, I wanted to be a cop. It just, it was, I feel like it was a God-given calling, you know. It's where I was supposed to be, and I don't know what else I would do. See, she, she, she's a real cop. See, she's superstitious. She keeps saying she won't want to jinx herself, knock on some wood. I'm the same. <laughs> well, like, somebody says something like, uh-uh. I still have, uh, I don't. You, you, I know you probably seen them. You seen the old mag lights that took the D batteries, like six D batteries. Oh yeah. That was like they're like six feet long or something. Oh old, yeah. You know before we better, had recharge. It was a better one. impact. Yeah, it was a better impact weapon than it was a flashlight. Yeah, well, that we used to ha- carry that. We didn't have rechargeable flashlights when I first started. That's what we carried. You carried that. And that was your flashlight and your nightstick, all com- yeah. in one. Well, you know we 
there was a, a belt keeper with a ring on it that you could slide it down and hold it on your belt. Mm. Well, I don't carry that no more. I still, I still have that that keeper, that flashlight holder ring. I still wear it today on my belt because I'm superstitious. I don't need it. The flashlight I do have won't even fit in it. It'll slide through it because they got all these, you know, all this new fancy dancy shit that's way smaller. And everybody's like, why, yeah. why you got that on there? I was like, I've been wearing this same belt keeper, the same flashlight holder for yeah. almost 27 years now. The same I'm one. Saying. I'm like, and it, it, it's it's still there. I put it on every single day. I put my duty belt on. And some of the yeah. younger guys are like, what is that? I'm like, that's what we used to put flashlights in. <laughs> but I'm the same way. I'm, I do that. I have, like, bobby pins to keep, because, you know, I put my hair in a bun. I wear the same exact bobby pins. Like, there's a blonde bobby pin. I don't even know how I obtained it, but I have to put it in my hair every day before I go to work. And then, like, also, after I get all my gear on, I can't do it before, but after I get all my gear on, I have to get on my knees, bow my head, and pray. Like... With all my gear on, because I feel like there's no more humble way to go, you know, mm-hmm. to to ask for, you know, the Lord's protection. So that's just that's just me though. I'm I'm pretty superstitious with stuff like that. I don't I don't want to change a thing. I think I don't a, be, a lot of cops are. I got my routine every morning when I'm getting ready for work. What how how I get dressed, and and a lot of people. If you meet me, of course I have a wrath face. If you haven't listened to earlier episodes. When I say a wrath face, is a I, I call it that's a resting asshole face. I just look like a dick. I just look like I'm pissed off. I went into a new pharmacy the other day to get by the house. I want to try them out. Couldn't find out uh, everybody in there did speak English because the name of it I thought it was a, a Spanish or Mexican pharmacy, but it's not. It, they explained it to me. But when I got in there and I started talking to the people, the pharmacists and the lady behind the counter, they were like, "Oh, when you walked in here, we were like, oh shit, this dude looks like he's about to." kill somebody i'm like no that's just my i just look like that yeah <laughs> I, have, I just yeah. i just look like an asshole even though i could be happy but when when i go from when i put my uniform on i almost do i don't even realize i do it anymore my wife even tells me i go from like me into like cop mode yeah yeah <laughs> so. i'm same way i leave all my shit in my locker at work and like everything and I go to work or go home and basically like the bare, like I'll wear like my pants and my undershirt because we have the outer carriers. I'll wear like the bare stuff to home. I don't even wear my boots home. I wear like some kind of like moccasins and, and I leave all that shit because I feel like I have to separate myself because it's two different people, you know? Well, you got to. And anybody that wants to get in law enforcement, I mean, yeah. Carol over here is doing it right now. We don't have lockers and stuff. I mean, but, you know. But yeah. when I go if home, I'm, I'm in full uniform. But it's like when I get home, you know, and if I have something interesting, my wife, I will t- I will tell her the funny stories and stuff like that. But it's like I try to leave that just like when you leave the house. When I leave the house, let's say me and the wife had got an argument or something or something. Or something I try to leave all my shit mm-hmm. in that house when I walk out of it because doing this type of job, especially now in that time. Yeah. Then. You got to separate yourself from it. I don't need to be thinking about something else and dirtbag over here gets a drop on me or, or something else because my mind's not where it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Your husband don't uh, don't mind you being a cop, or he gets nervous about it, or he thinks it's cool, or he's scared no, you're gonna like, shoot him, or <laughs> no, no, not at all. He, uh, I mean, he knows he knows the kind of person I am. Um, he gets frustrated whenever I have to work late, you know. But he's he's kind of figured out the routine anyway. Um, but. He's like, he's, he said, well, you know, the only thing is, if I, he, well, A, he knows that, you know, God's protecting me. And, you know, he has faith in that. But he said, too, he's like, if I ever get that phone call, you know, or they ever come knock on the door to let me know you're hurt. He's like, I just want to know, you know, then I don't want them to wait until <laughs> I want to know if you're OK or not. Um, but, I mean, you can't live your life in fear. You just can't. I mean, honest to God, the ground could open up right now and swallow me in it. You know, is it a dangerous job? Yeah, but being a PO is really dangerous too. I mean, I would go transport people by myself, you know, from prison to prison. And I mean, at least now I've got a squad of people all the time who know where I'm at and what I'm doing. Oh, definitely. Okay, well, yeah. we about at that mark. Uh, don't hang up. I'm going to do the outro and stuff, but don't hang up. Okay. Everybody, we might have to have her back. I, I enjoyed the conversation with her. That's if she'll come back. <laughs> but Yeah, I know. I love this. But anyway, like I always say to everybody, if you uh in law enforcement, military, anything like that, corrections officers, probation pro, all that stuff like that, first responder, if you have a story, if you want to be a guest, email. Email is the best way to get in touch with me. You send me a message on Facebook. Uh, I'll get right back to you with email. Um, I'm old and not tech savvy or if you just have a story and don't want to be a guest send me a st- your story and I'll read it with my very articulate voice sarcasm included and uh, like I said everybody stay safe come back Wednesday I believe me and Doc will be back Wednesday with a whole bunch of uh, news stories and our you know PC opinions on it <laughs> and uh Watch y'all's backs. Be safe and uh, to remember to smile because the Iceman will always be behind you. I'm cranking up on the throttle. This is how legends are made.